Good morning. Can we read this verse together? Can we do that? On three, ready? One, two, three. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Yesterday we celebrated the birth of our Savior, and I just want to remind us, this is what we learned. Remember our characters of Christmas, Jesus the Messiah, the Lord has been born. He was born, and what was that good news will cause great joy to all people. They will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. He's here with us. Give him the name Jesus. We talked about it just a minute ago around the communion table because he will save his people from their sins. That causes great joy to me that a Savior came down to be born as a baby which led to the cross to save us from sin will cause great joy to all people. And, I, and I, I'm guessing millions of people celebrated it around the world with us yesterday. I want to invite the youth up. Can the youth come up front, please? Please, please, please. Youth, come up, please. 2022 is coming. Is 2022 coming? This was blocking it. Could you see it earlier? All right. All right. This is a lot of youth. I love it. Exciting. Okay. You could, you could face me. Don't worry about anybody else. They're not even here. Okay. It's just me and you. All right. Here we go. Now, what do we have here? Books. This is a, this is a little library. Who likes to go to the library? Ooh, everybody. Almost everybody in the back. You don't like to go to the library? Oh, we got an, ooh, another one. Exciting. You like the library? Okay. This is a little library. I'm going to pick up a book. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Okay? Now, this is a book. What book is this? A dictionary. Whoa. What is in a dictionary? It tells you definitions of words. Okay, Blake, what do you got? What's in a dictionary? Definition of words. Okay. How many words? How many words are in a dictionary? A thousand? Two thousand? Okay, good guess. I bet there's a thousands upon thousands of words. Now, people look up in a dictionary to write all of these books, huh? They use words from a dictionary to write all these books. What do we have here? Oh, they even use words from a dictionary. What is this? Does anybody use a textbook in their classes at school? It's a math book, okay. What do we have here? Oh, what do we have here? A cookbook. Do you have to use words to follow a recipe? Is there words in here? Who likes to cook? Oh, nice. I like to cook. Okay. What do we have here? For those of you younger kids, youth, what do we have here? Whoa, first words that you say... Do you know this book? Okay, those are words. People use words on these books, right? What do we have here? These are Bible study books. Ooh. What do you like here? Do you like comic books? Those are words. I like comic books. Okay, this is one of my favorite sections. Probably not your favorite section, but autobiographies of sports athletes. Do you like those? 
It's one of my favorite sections. Oh, now what do we have here, though? What's this? A Bible, okay. Now this book, they've taken words from the dictionary and even wrote the Bible. We have a lot of dictionary. It was written in Greek originally, but now we have to translate it into English. There's a lot of words in here. Okay, I'm going to read a verse to you, okay? It's found in Romans. Can somebody hold the mic for me? Here, come here. What's your name? What's your name? Okay, Lincoln, come here. I know you're new here. Come here. Can you hold that for me and hold it up to my right there? Thank you. Good old nephews. I love them. All right. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. I got it now. Thank you. Thank you. I got, this is Romans 15, verse 4. This is talking about scriptures, the Bible. Oh, little fall. This is what it says. For everything that was written, or sorry, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. The encouragement the scriptures provide, we might have hope. Does that make the Bible, the scriptures, important? Everybody? Yeah. Is this book important? Yes. Okay. They, this is a book of hope. Now, I have to tell you a little secret. You read through this, there's going to be a little bit of everything. Poetry. Who likes poetry? There's poetry. There's battles. Who likes battles? You can read about battles in here. How about a little bit of sci-fi, apocalyptic sci-fi? I don't know sci-fi, but there's a little bit of that in here too. Okay? A little bit of imagination, okay? So, when you read all these books, think about this book though, okay? These books are fun to read. Yes, I like to read them all. Okay, but when I go to my shelf, sometimes I forget about this book, okay? The Bible, which causes hope. So when you go home and you look at a bookshelf, try to find this on your shelf, okay? And if you don't have one on your shelf, talk to me. I'll get you one to put on your shelf, okay? Does that sound good? Sound good? This causes hope, okay? Thank you, okay? You can have a seat, okay? You can have a seat. Thank you for coming up. No, no. If you have Mother Nights of Darkness, we do. And you look through it, it yes. will be a funny song. Okay, thank you. What you want? You want to preach? Okay. Thank you. I love the youth. I love the youth. Do you all love the youth? Thank you, youth, for joining me on stage. I get lonely up here sometimes. So, so we're going to be talking about the Bible. Is this on again? Sorry, I'm running around this morning a lot, but I'm here, and we love it to be here. So we're going to be talking about, obviously, the Bible. Okay? If you want to go to Psalm 119, and what's coming soon? It was on the board, but what's coming soon? 2022. Is anybody excited about a new year? Oh, one person. Okay. <laughs> Two people. I'm excited about a new year 
coming up in about five days, six days. Saturday is here, almost. Pray with me before we go into the book of Psalms today. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the youth of our church. Thank you for their excitement about things. Help us to be excited about this book that we're going to talk about today. The scriptures, the Bible, God's word. Help us to be attentive and grasp something that maybe we need to bring into the new year that will help us to enjoy and grow closer to you as we live in 2022 and beyond. Thank you for this morning already. And thank you again for the Savior coming into the world, which led to the cross to save us from our sins. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. When Kelsey and I were in South Korea, that seems like forever ago. But when we were in South Korea, I forget which year it was exactly, but we came across this thing. We started a new year and we came across picking a word for the new year. Individually, you pick a word for the new year. And we've been doing that for several years now. We pick a word and that's the word we're going to focus on in the new year. Everything we do is going to be focused on that word and we're just going to go out and do things and with the word that we picked. Last year, I picked the word active and I wanted to be physically active More importantly, I wanted to be spiritually active. So I focused on that word, active. I put it in my journal. And for the rest of this 2021, I focused on active, being active. Now this new year is coming. 2021 is coming to a close. And my word, active, is going to be maybe put on the shelf. And I'm going to pick a new word for 2022. Now... Many of us, I don't know about many of us, but many people are going to make New Year's resolutions coming up. They're going to make them, they're going to be like, I'm going to focus on these things, and when I figure them, and when I do them, I'm going to check them off my list and say, I made my New Year's resolutions and I did it. But I want to encourage you, if you make those, those aren't bad. I'm not, I'm not condemning you or anything like that. But I challenge you, pick one word. Write it down in a journal or something like that and focus on that one word for 2022. Each of us is not going to have the same word. You might pick a word and somebody else might not even pick that word that you know, but you're going to focus on that word. Pastor and author Mike Ascraft came up with this idea and he wrote this, My one word... Your single word will force clarity and concentrate your efforts. And as you focus on your word over an extended period of time, you position yourself for God to form your character at a deep, sustainable level. Choosing one word for me has helped me grow as a follower of Jesus. When I have that word in my mind, it helps me. When I look at people around me, when I look at The task I have at hand, I focus on my word and it helps me to grow deeper and deeper into the scriptures and also deeper relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus. Because sometimes when people make a New Year's resolutions, what happens? 
one week down the road, they've already broken it. And they say, well, there it goes. Now I can do whatever I want this year because I already broke it. Today we will look at Psalm 119. Two sections of it. We're not going to go through 100 and whatever it is, 170-something verses. We're not going to go through all of them. But we're going to go through two sections of it. So 9 through 6, and then 105 to 112. And we're going to look at the importance and value of the Scriptures. Here we go. Psalm 119, verse 9 through 6. Now I told the kids earlier, the youth earlier on stage. When you go to a shelf, okay, you go to your bookshelf. To find a book to read, sometimes you pick up a comic book, sometimes you pick up the cookbook to cook something, sometimes you pick up an autobiography, sometimes you pick up the history books to read about history. But when we go to a shelf, a bookshelf, do we find this on the shelf? Or is it somewhere else that we can't find? Maybe it's under the couch, collecting dust. Maybe it's behind the shelf. Maybe you lost it. You're like, where did I put my Bible? I don't know. But when you go to a bookshelf, I want you to remember, this is a book, okay? Does everybody have a book like this at home, the Bible? If you go to my office, I think I have like five or six of them on my shelf. Even if you have five, six, seven, eight, ten Bibles on yourself, sometimes it goes unread. So today I want to focus on the importance of this book and how it should impact our lives. So listen as I read Psalm 119, 9 through 16, and then we're going to jump ahead to 105 to 112. How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. With my, sorry, I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Jumping to 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. I have taken an oath and confirmed it that I will follow your righteous laws. I have suffered much. Preserve my life, Lord, according to your word. Accept, Lord, the willing praise of my mouth and teach me your laws. Though I constantly take my life in my hands, I will not forget your law. The wicked have set a snare for me, but I have not strayed from your precepts. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. As we look at the importance of the scriptures, the Bible, we're going to make some points that I want you to bring into the new year as we grow in our relationship with God, with our Savior, 
as we follow the Holy Spirit's leading into the truth. Charles Spurgeon said this, You must take heed to your daily life as well as your study of the Bible. And you must study your Bible that you may take heed to your daily life. So Charles Spurgeon is saying, the daily life is the Bible. I'm going to read the Bibles and that's going to translate into my life. Jonathan Edwards said this, Be assiduous, that's diligent and persistent, in reading the Holy Scriptures. This is the fountain whence all knowledge and divinity must be derived. Therefore, let not this treasure lie by you neglected. Like I said earlier, some people have it on the shelf, but it never gets taken off the shelf. You go to their house and you're like, oh, they have a Bible on the shelf. Then you ask them, have you read it? And sometimes they're like, no. So don't let it sit by you neglected. This book on my shelf, you know I always bring a book besides the Bible. But this is called God Breathed by Josh McDowell, and he writes this. The Bible, God-breathed words of life, is meant to give us everything we need in order to understand who we are, why we're here, and where we're going. It is made up of living words from God Himself to guide us to the very meaning of life, love, relationships, and the joy of God, originally intended for His children. The words in the Bible are extremely powerful, yet... For whatever reason, far too many people in the world have failed to be gripped by the power of those words. It's an extremely powerful book, but sometimes people read it and it doesn't grip them. It doesn't help them change. They say, ah, I don't want that. And you heard what was read to the youth up on here on the stage. Romans 15, 4. The scriptures provide hope. The scriptures provide hope. We need a lot of hope in this world, don't we? You look around, and sometimes I'm just like, why? People need hope. This book gives hope. You saw it in verse 9 there. Look again in verse 9. He poses a question. The psalmist poses a question. And I rustled through the psalm in my, in my desk this week. This is one of three questions in the psalm. This is the first one. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? How can we keep our life pure? How do we do it? It's an important question, is it not? How do we live our lives? It's an important question. And the psalmist goes through and answers this question very well in the book. And this Psalm 119 is all about the scriptures. You know, I like songs as well. And we got to keep the verses in the context of the scriptures. So this is a song by the cross movement and the member Flame. He says this in the hook of his song, The words of God will change your life if you keep the text in the context. He's saying, don't just pick a verse and say, this is what it means. 
outside of the context of the verb, the scriptures. The context here, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? We're going to find that out today. A few things, not all of them, but there's few things in here. It talks about our life and the word of God. So here we go. The context is important. The first thing this morning we will learn from this passage are lessons, okay? We're going to learn some lessons from this scripture. And then at the very end of the sermon, I'm going to give an invitation, a challenge for this church community. So you're going to get some lessons and a challenge. So here we go. Are you ready? Yell it. If you're ready, say yes. yes. All right, here we go. 2022 is coming. And I want you to take something into 2022 that's going to last. And I hope today that's going to be for all of us. How can we keep our way pure? How can we live our lives pure? Here we go. You see this in verses 9, 16, and 112. Live according to the word of God. Do what it says. If you read the book of James... Remember, James is the brother of Jesus. Growing up, he didn't really believe in Jesus as the Savior. As he got older, he did. He writes this in his letter. Do not merely listen to the word, and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. So James is saying, don't just listen to it. Don't just come on Sunday and listen to Keith and the Bible and the Scriptures. If there's a lesson that needs to be learned, I've got to do it. That's what James is saying. That's what the psalmist is saying here. By living according to your word, do what it says. Don't just read the Bible for enjoyment. Remember we go to the bookshelf, right? For enjoyment. We want to read a funny story, some comics. We want to read some about life stories, the autobiographies, the biographies. We want to read something for enjoyment. But don't just go to the shelf and pick up the Bible for enjoyment. We can do that. But when you read it and learn it, and say, ooh, I need to do something about this verse in my life. Read it to change. 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8 says, Have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for, the, for both the present life and the life to come. So as we're growing in godliness through the reading of scriptures and the, the putting into practice of scriptures, that's a good thing. That's a, the most important thing to do. If you go to one twelve again, what does it say there? This was one of my favorite verses in the study. The psalmist writes, My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. To the very end. He's keeping the decrees to the very end of his life. Remember the New Year's resolutions? What happens after a week, two weeks sometimes? We broke it. We didn't follow through. But the psalmist here is saying, I'm going to keep your decrees to the very end. How about us? Are we going to live according to the word of God, doing what it says in the new year? Next one. A lot of verses there. 
Memorize the word of God, which is hard, I know. Meditate on it and hold fast to it so that you will not stray from the word of God. So the call here is, you see that in verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart. This psalmist is writing, I've hidden it all here. I've got it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to quote it when I'm going through hard times. That's the power of memorizing. I'm not a good memorizer. But I will quote a verse and, and be like, where did that come from? And then I'm like, oh yeah, when I was a little kid, I memorized that verse. The power of remembering a verse in the time of need. You're going through something and a verse pops to your head and you quote it, you're like, I needed that. Somebody's going through a hard time, you quote them a verse and they're like, thank you for that encouragement. Memorizing Scripture is powerful. And I know that temptations come and this world is hard. I think I mentioned it last week though. The path that leads to life is hard and difficult. The temptations are going to be there. It's all around us. I know it is. When you're faced with temptations from the evil one, passages of Scripture should be flowing from your hearts and minds and proclaimed with your lips. Verse 13, the psalmist writes, With my lips I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. He's saying them out loud. He's proclaiming the truths of Scripture that helps the psalmist through his life, and it should help us through our lives. And there's no greater example than Jesus himself, right? What did he do when he was tempted by the devil? What did he quote? What did he quote? Scriptures. The devil's like, I'm going to get Jesus to fall. But Jesus quoted Scripture to fight the temptations. What better example for us? There is no better example. If Jesus did it, it's probably good for us to do it too. Right? So as we read the Bible, we're challenged to memorize it, but we're also challenged to meditate on it, holding it tightly. That's the hold fast. Hold tightly the Scriptures. Don't, don't hold it loosely like, I'm going to read it, but eh, it's all right. But hold it fast and don't forget what you've read. Don't neglect it or lay it aside. You see that in verse 16. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. I'm not going to forget it. So memorize it, meditate on it, and hold fast to it so that we won't stray from it. Next point. Here we go. Two verses. 12 and 108. They talk about asking God to teach you from the word of God. I was at my desk and these, it's just a simple thing. But some people make it complicated. When you go to the scriptures, you sit down, you take it off your shelf, you sit down and you say, God, teach me something. Teach me something that I'm going to read today. You open it up, you read it, and I hope that it teaches you something. But if you don't ask, you might not get taught something, right? 
If you don't ask, somebody's not going to give you an answer, right? I can't go up to Chris Stratton and not ask a question and be like, Chris, you didn't give me the answer I wanted. And Chris is like, well, you didn't ask me a question. Right? But when we go to the Bible, we sit down and we say, God, I know this is going to be a hard passage to read, but teach me something from it. And then you read it. And then you go back to the last point, you meditate on it, and you hold fast to it, and you think about it, and then God might just teach you something about it. Jesus told his disciples this, When the Spirit of truth comes, the Spirit will guide you into all the truth. The Holy Spirit's there to help you. The Holy Spirit's going to guide you into truth and teach you things that you might not understand. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, ooh, that's a hard one, right? I'm like, that is too difficult to understand right now. I need to meditate on it. I need to ask questions for, from other people. The Holy Spirit, need, I need to just follow the Holy Spirit's leading and just sit in it for a while because sometimes it's hard. I'm a preacher and sometimes I'm at my desk and I'm like, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't understand it myself. But you've got to study. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to help you. So ask God to teach you. Next one. Verse 107. The Word of God gives life. You see that in 107. It says, I have suffered much. Preserve my life according to your word, Lord. It gives life. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word, the psalmist exclaims. He goes to it, and he knows there's life-giving words in it. The psalmist in another psalm says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. I like that word, refreshing the soul. God's word provides refreshing energy and reviving of the soul. It gives life. When you have a bad day, and somebody says, uh, like text you a verse or a prayer of, around the Bible, it refreshes my soul. I don't know about you, but it refreshes me. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that verse. Thank you. It gives you energy. Like, I don't know, but it just gives some sort of energy that you can't come up with on your own. So the Word of God gives life. Verse 111, our point on this, the Word of God should be the joy of your hearts. And you see it, it's straight from the verse. Your statutes are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. When we understand what the Word of God says, we can rejoice. When we read it, and we understand it, and we're following it, it should be joyful. The Word of God should be the joy of your heart, not just some book on the shelf. It's a joy. My favorite verse in Psalm 105 is Psalm 105, or verse 105. The Word of God guides you. This is one of my all-time favorite verses. I think I mentioned way back when we, 
first got here, Kelsey bought me this Bible, and in the front, it has this verse on it. The front cover, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light on my path. Does it guide us? Or is it just on the shelf? Nobody uses maps anymore. I know people do, but you see a map sometimes, it's all crumbled up and in your, in your uh, glove box in your uh, car. You never use it. But this Word of God guides us. It's there for us to help us and along our path. Now, God doesn't promise you an easy life. And God doesn't promise you to see the entire path. Sometimes you want to wake up and you're like, okay, Lord, just give me my entire life path in front of me so I can see where I'm going if I want to get on it and take it. No, he doesn't promise he's, you're going to see the end of the path. What does he promise, though? What's the verse say? What's the verse say? Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Who owns a flashlight? Raise your hand. Or a candle or something. You light it, right? You're in pitch black darkness in your house or outside. Can you see the whole path if you shine the flashlight ahead of you? Can you see the whole thing? Where do you shine it? On your, right in front of you, right? On your feet. I don't want to step on rocks, twist my ankle. I don't want to step on snakes. I don't want deer coming out. No. You shine it to walk right in front of you. Your word is a lamp for my feet. I love it. He doesn't promise the whole path. We can't see it. But he does give us the leading light. We can see the path. Now are all paths straight? Are all paths straight? No. So if you have the light like this, and you're walking, and the path turns, are you going to see the turn? I don't think so. But if you're shining it, you're looking at the path, can you see the turn? Yes. So that's when the proverb comes to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will make your paths straight. So if the light's on the path, it's, I think, I believe, you're always going to be walking on the path. It's going to seem straight. To me. But if you don't see the turns, you're not going to be very, you're not going to stay on the path. You're going to go to the earlier one. I'm not going to stray from the path. So let it guide you. I talked about it earlier. The one word. Have you been thinking about it? One word. My one word this year is explore. Everybody say that word. Explore. The Bible is a powerful book. 
Okay? The Bible is a powerful book. This is what Hebrews 4, 2, 12 says. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Explore. That's my word. Don't steal it. I'm just kidding. You can, you can use it if you want. Explore. So what I do is I take a journal, and I put 2022 journal. My one word is explore. <coughs> and throughout the year, I'm going to fill it up with exploration, exploring whatever I can, especially exploring the scriptures and diving into them. Do you know what explore means? I'll tell you. Explore means, firstly, to look at something in a careful way to learn more about it to study or analyze something. Secondly, it means to talk or think about something in a thoughtful and detailed way. Thirdly, to learn about something by trying it. My word is explore. I'm going to study this, analyze it. I'm going to think about it or talk about it in a thoughtful, detailed way. I'm going to learn about it by trying something new. Maybe a new way to Bible study, like write things down, questions or comments that I have. That's my word. I don't know about you, but I want you to pick a word if you want to. You don't have to. This is not like a forcing thing, but that's what helps me to pick a word and to use it for the rest of the year. So what word may guide you in the coming year? So we've learned lessons, right? Let's go through them real quick one more time. So we have live according to the word, do what it says. Memorize it, meditate on it, hold fast to it so you won't stray from the word. Ask God to teach you something from the word. The word gives life. And the word of God should be the joy of your heart and it guides you. Those were the lessons. Now the hard part for me. The challenge. You have a sentence up there. Read it to yourself, not out loud, but read it to yourself. A commitment to reading through the Bible in a year as a church family. From the back cover of the book I mentioned earlier, it says this. Josh McDowell's book writes on the back cover, The Bible is no ordinary book. For within its pages are the answers to meet each one of your needs and provide direction for your life. Authored by God Himself, the Scriptures have the ability to breathe new life into you. They reveal the true heart of a God who knows and loves you and who desires for you to know Him intimately too. On the back of a par- the Message Bible, the paraphrase says this, Read, think, pray, live. As a preacher of the good news of the gospel, this book, I preach this book the best I can. A commitment to reading through the Bible as a church family. 
There's two ways we can do this. I have paper copies up here. Same plan. And there's also the same plan on your, if you have the Bible app on your phone or iPad or whatever you have. I went back and forth on this. Because I'm here to encourage you. You're here to encourage me. We're here to encourage each other, right? A commitment. So, there's an invitation to commit. Do you have to take the invitation? Yes or no? Do you have to take the invitation? No. I'm just giving the invitation to you. There's one thing you could do. You can come forward when, at the end. You can come forward and get a paper copy, which is up here, or download it on your app, on your phone. That's the first step. A second step, now you don't have to do this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the first one to sign in this journal up here. Signing your name saying that you are committing next year to read through the Bible. Now, why do I want you to sign your name? Some people are like, I ain't signing anything. Right? You're thinking that. I know you are. I know you are. Because I was thinking the same thing at my desk. I'm like, am I even going to sign it? But I'm going to. Because this is why. Number three. Keeping each other accountable. What was the question that the psalmist poses? How can a young person stay on the path of purity? How can you live your life for God? Can you do it alone? You could try. But I think we need each other. So when you look at this invitation, it's hard. How many days are in a year? 365. I don't know if next year is 366 or not. But if we commit to read the Bible as a family, we have each other to learn from. To ask the hard questions like, did you read this today? I did, and I have no clue what it says. I don't know what it means. Let's, let's talk it out. That's the invitation. And like I said, I went back and forth at my desk. I talked to one of the elders. I was like, should I do this? And I went with it. <laughs> but it's hard. So, the invitation's there. Can you still hear me if I'm off the mic for a second? Okay, I'm going to yell it, but... So, there's a commitment. I'm coming down to your level, okay? There's a commitment. 
two things, right? Three things, but two things today. Now, I'm not, no, you don't have to do this. Trust me, I don't want you to come up here being like, oh, Keith's making me do it. No. There's a commitment to take a plan. There's a commitment to write your name. And there's a commitment to say, I see some of those names. I know them because they're in the church. I know them. So I'm going to help them this year. I hope they help me this year to keep me accountable. So, I like reading the Bible. I don't know about you, but I love it. It's hard. Trust me, it's hard. And this is a point I want to make, too. If you make this commitment and you miss a day, don't be like, oh, don't worry. If you miss a day of reading, don't worry. Don't say, oh, I messed up, I can't do it, I failed, I'm going to rip it up, throw it away. Don't, 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 don't. Because there's days I don't want to read it. (laughs) And I'm preaching every Sunday. And there's days like, oh, I missed it, oh. But it's like I went through my day and I was like, I don't want to pick it up today. There are days like I think that way. Like, I don't want to read it right now. But this... I think will help because we're all reading the same plan. We're reading the same scriptures on a day. And you can call somebody up and ask them very gently if you see them on the list. Did you read today? Because there's a verse in there that I do not know what it is saying. Can we talk it out? So this year or this coming year, let the word of God and the Holy Spirit helping you, and each other keeping us accountable to change you. To change you. Don't be the same you were this year, next year. Keep growing. Keep learning. So, the last song we're going to sing, there's an invitation. And I'll be honest, I'm going to go sign my name. I'm going to take a paper copy and I hope somebody, at least one other person, will join me so we can help each other in 2022. And if you don't know Jesus, you're like, I don't know Jesus. What's this all about? I don't have a Bible on my shelf. Or I do, but I don't know where it's at. Maybe this will help you. Maybe it will challenge you to learn more about who God is, who Jesus is, who the Holy Spirit is, who we are, and where we're going. So I challenge you, I invite you to come on the journey with me, but not just with me, but as a family. And if you're online listening and you want one, send me a text and we'll get it to you somehow, because we'll grow together this year, this coming year. Pray with me. God, thank you so much for your word, how powerful it is. Yes, it's hard to read sometimes, but I thank you for the encouragement that this psalm is telling us. Your word 
is true. Your word gives life. It's a guide for us on our path. We may not understand what's happening around us. We may not understand where we're going in this life, but we know that this book gives hope. And we remember from yesterday, we celebrated the Savior coming into the world, Jesus. Name Him Jesus, because He will save people from their sins. I pray for those who don't know Jesus, that they recognize that they are sinners, that they need a Savior. That they need to say, hey, I don't know Jesus, I want to. I want to follow Him. We heard it earlier, baptism. We're buried with Jesus, but we're raised to new life in Christ. And then we can live out that faith in a powerful way because the Holy Spirit is living in us and we can go out and just proclaim the good news to, G, to, to everyone around us. That Jesus saves people from their sins. This news will cause great joy for all people. And I also pray for this commitment as a family. For those people that are making a commitment, help us to keep each other accountable. To help each other in 2022. To grow and grow and grow more like Christ in this world. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.